Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Talking Nerds. I'm Nate. I'm here with Nick and returning host, Tim. Welcome back, Tim. Hello, hello, guys. Hello. Uh, We are, of course, drinking tonight, as usual. I'm drinking Frozen Tundra American IPA, and this is from Half Day Brewing in Lincolnshire, Illinois. So we'll see how this one goes. Nick, what are you drinking? Uh, I am actually not drinking anything. My throats, my al- my allergies are a little uh, uh, a little up today, so I kind of got a headache and such. So I am not drinking. Uh, I, I have some some nice throat coat though. <laughs> I mean, that counts as a drink. You having it with tea? Yes, that works. Speaking of tea, I'm having Arizona <laughs> iced tea with raspberry flavor. So I'm so enjoy so I'm the I'm the alcoholic here. <laughs> oh man so i guess the i guess the rumor that arizona teas went up to a dollar 29 cents or whatever was just a rumor right i don't actually know it says 99 cents always <laughs> you know you know when inflation hits arizona iced tea then it's bad <laughs> things are going bad it's real inflation yeah yep well uh cheers to you guys anyways cheers cheers and cheers to this episode, which uh, which is going to be great. We're going to have so much fun tonight because we, of course, are talking about Rings of Power today. And uh, the cheers at the beginning is going to be the cheeriest we get episode. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to get right into it. Um, this is, of course, spoilers for the entire entirety of the Rings of Power what? series. Uh, I so get my copy of the Silmarillion. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we're going to get right into it. Um, we'll just start with uh, overall opinions. Um, yeah, uh, this show sucked. Uh, everything was garbage. Uh, took a dump on men. It took a dump on Tolkien lore. Uh, Tolkien is rolling over in its grave. And uh, it really ruined the character of Galadriel for me. This is his son, who was supposed to be involved with all process. And uh, and it took a dump on Elrond, too. Yeah. Elrond is very gay in this in this show. Uh, Elrond and Durin, of course. The, the, the only Durin. couple in the show. <laughs> what, Durin and Elrond? <laughs> Durin and Elrond. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do... Uh, we're not going to go episode by episode. We're just going to talk freely. Um I would I would kill myself if I had to go through every single episode. There's it's just too cringy. Um, so, yeah, uh, those are my those are my initial thoughts. Um, why don't you guys give your initial thoughts and then we'll get into more details. Overall, I I if my expectations are are low as they started off for this show, I'm not too disappointed. I'm I'm disappointed when they bring in aspects of Lord of the Rings that you know should be different um, or just are subpar compared to the actual Lord of the Rings. Um, but there, I think it has its moments when it's, it's okay. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Okay. Tim? My impressions were that it's just, it's very forgettable. Like, you know, with with the uh, with the Lord of the Rings films, with the books is even more so. But with with the films, like since we're comparing something that's been filmed, um, there's moments in it that like you don't even have to be watching the movies to just go find the clip on YouTube and watch again for like the fiftieth time, and it's just as good then as it was the first time. Mm. And like, there's none of that in this show. There's no single scene that I could think of that I wanted to see again, that I found like intriguing and satisfying in a way that makes me want to go and see it again. I agree. Uh, to kind of put it in perspective, <laughs> here's a quote that I found uh, talking about r- difference between House of Dragon and Rings of Power. Uh, House of Dragon, of course, we talked about last week. <sighs> Literally amazing. It's so it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. And uh so here's a little quote. House of the Dragon and Rings of Power spend millions of dollars filming each episode, and yet no dragon or Balrog has ever been able to compete with the sheer epicness of a dying old man determined to sit on a chair. 
how freaking great is that? I know you haven't watched Rings or uh, House of Dragon, Tim, but uh, that literally sums it up right there. Um, for all of our listeners who watch House of Dragon, it's forgettable. It is boring. I literally was falling asleep in the finale and only barely woke up because they're like, oh, so run. It's like, oh, the guy who literally said at the very beginning, his second line in the entire show was appearances can be deceiving. Sauron, that guy Sauron right there. Yeah, I think it was a little silly that those three pale or well, I guess they weren't all pale. The three women, the the oh uh, yeah, the, I don't the, remember what their as nerd Roddick calls it the Naz gals. Yeah, the Naz gals. <laughs> Yeah, yeah like, they also call, wait. They also call the uh, the main one, the one with, the, with like the shaved head. Yeah. Um, call her. Uh, I believe it's Slim Lady and Feminine. The, the dude with boobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was hard. It was like I I think that's a girl, but I'm not 100 percent convinced. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> and now we'll never know. But, yeah. Uh, they just uh, had to. I think they it just, was silly that that they got him mixed up. I know they, they just had to do the Nazgul's as women before the Nazgul's could even be a thing. That's the, the entire show. Basically men are weak. Men, men cry all the time. Women don't cry though. Women are strong. Women are leaders. And uh, I mean, they did it in that, that episode where they attacked the tower where it was like, instead of saying the, the women and the children are in, you know, the keep, they said the wounded in the children. So they literally had women getting killed by orcs. It's like, what the frick is this show? And it was also interesting because uh, I forgot her name. Who is the lady who has a crush on the elf? Oh, Bron Bronwyn, Bronwyn or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She she at one point in that in that episode was like, I didn't like, I didn't ask to be led or or like to lead you guys. And it's like no, nobody asked you. Nobody even asked you to do it, lady. Like you just kind of said that like, fine, I guess I'll lead you. Like, <laughs> but I don't want to, <laughs> but I must, but I must. Yeah. And, oh man, Galadriel, let's just get into Galadriel. Talk about silly. <clears throat> um, you know, everyone already knowing that the land of fire post volcano is Mordor and having to put it on the, <laughs> And, and not just that okay not just that but like putting the southlands on there and then fading it out to mordor and oh my the gosh swamp. the tackiest freaking thing you can do i know what the heck was that why was the show a billion dollars i don't see it anywhere the costumes go like costumes suck the casting sucks the cgi sucks i mean okay the costumes are not not terrible but the no, prop- but- but the problem with them is that they're too clean. They don't look like they've been living. They're too clean. <laughs> okay, I think we disagree on that. So here, here's where, okay, here's where my problem with the costumes are. They look like they're from like a musical theater production at your local theater group. They they don't look like professional, yeah, not even near what Lord of the Rings was and definitely not near anywhere where Game of Thrones well, That's was. because they don't uh, have Nyla Dixon doing the costume design, but that's the I don't know. If they have somebody's grandma doing the costumes, like... I don't yeah, understand what's going on. Costumes. The Numenor costumes looked plastic. Oh yeah, with you the could... man, the man boobs in the armor. Yeah. Like, um, was that? the armor of the elves that gets taken off of them when they're on the ship. It looks like it's made of tin. Like, also, why were they wearing like, armor like, on ships? Like, yeah, well, it's like if I fall overboard, I will sink like a stone to the or maybe bottom. Maybe not. Maybe your man boobs will keep you floating. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Buoyancy. Um <laughs> I will say I will say um gosh what I, I forgot his the black belt. I forget his name. Uh Don Lemon Loss. Yeah, Don <laughs> Lemon Loss. <laughs> I think I, they I don't even I, know his name. I don't even know. <laughs> it's it's, it's Arondir. A-R-O-N-D-I. Okay. I think they were trying to make him like a leg loss kind of character. Yeah, his name was as forgettable as his character that he could they could have made they could have made him a good character though a real a real badass but but they made him a gangster he had the fresh cut 
he, he, had, a bu- he had a buzz cut fade like the gangster what? way of shooting an arrow had like a gun you know sideways he had to do the bow and arrow sideways like oh my gosh they, they're trying to hit on all these these woke agendas it's like it's trying to put lord of the rings in modern day and that is that's literally what they said <laughs> that's just not me saying that that's actually what they wanted to do it's like ugh. I, I think this show was okay. Originally, it was Christopher Tolkien was in charge, but then Christopher Tolkien died and they redid everything. And so I think this show, I think they hate Lord of the Rings so much that they wanted to create a show just to piss off the fans because this show is there's Hold on a no- to, to piss off the fans or to piss on the fans or both? Both. Yeah, both for sure. Um, yeah, I, maybe we should go at, like some highlights, some, okay. So like, I want to talk about Gladriel. I want to talk about freaking Sauron. Um, because what was his... Gandalf. That was, that's... we're going to talk about Gandalf. What? And the freaking Harfoots. Honestly, I hope they all die. Oh, they... Gosh. gosh, terrible, terrible freaking part of the show. They were filthy. They looked, I wanted to vomit every time I looked at them. <laughs> That yeah. last hug with Nori, I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have barfed if I was in that. Oh, the 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 whole long goodbye thing at the at the end in the finale. I actually fast forwarded through that because what was like, like what and what kind of father is gonna let his daughter <laughs> go off with a strange man? What kind of advice is he giving her? The problem is that take a crap in the river, don't do it upstream. Like what female Frodo and and female Sam, and they're trying to do the uh, the farewell scene over again from the end of Return of the King. Well, that exactly it's, it's not that, earned, it has to be earned. Like the reason right. why we all cry at that scene every time, at least I do. Um, you guys feel free to admit that. Well, I cry in Lord of the Rings all the time. Yeah, it's because I don't cry. Grown to love <laughs> it doesn't, it I am not gay. Like he, I have <laughs> sex with men, relationships with women. <laughs> that means you're gay. <laughs> you, can, you can watch all three Lord of the Rings films like I did a couple weeks ago in a day and still have those same reactions and be watching it for the 25th time. I don't even know how many times I've seen it. It's probably more than at least 25, probably more than that. But like at the same time, you know, most people when they saw them for the first time, you know, it had been the better part of two years between um, seeing the Fellowship of the Ring and seeing the Return of the King. And so, you know, it's a more protracted amount of time between the beginning of the trilogy and the end. But like, Either way, however um, long or short the time is between seeing the movies, um, it still has that effect on you. Mm-hmm. That when you reach that point at the very end of the third movie, like <clears throat> the time that they take in stretching out uh, each goodbye as um, Bilbo goes onto the ship and then Gandalf goes onto the ship and then. Um, Frodo says goodbye to each one of the other three hobbits individually. Like they slowed it down deliberately because you've been with these characters the whole time. Surety has come to each character through what they've gone through that like um, you've gone on a journey with them and it's like your time to say goodbye to them as well. And it actually means something. Whereas like what has happened to the Harfoots, like, at all what like what is compelling about nori anything <laughs> nothing literally absolutely nothing it just seems She's brave i can't think of a single thing it just seems like the things that they do that the that the that the writers had them do um journeys if you can even call it that um episode by episode and in the series as a whole didn't amount to anything right and like, so, you know, you get to the point of them saying goodbye and it's like, I don't care about you. I'm supposed to care about you, but I don't. Like, that's honestly, that's just a problem I have with TV shows, at least TV shows today made by Marvel and all these other big platforms is it's, well, first off, it's a moneymaker. And second off, they stretch out details or scenes or 
journeys, quote unquote, that don't need to be stretched out. And they underdevelop things that should be developed um, all for the sake of stretching it over a show. That's why I think they're better as movies, these types of stories. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Here's okay. So here's what's really wrong with this show. One, just uh, no love for Tolkien. Two, everything was about member berries. The whole entire show was about uh, nostalgia from Lord of the Rings. Like, oh, look what we can do. Look, you remember this happened in Lord of the Rings? This is what's, you know, like, that's going to make you like this show, right? Um, No, not if there's not good writing behind it. Uh, If the entire show is just basically uh, repeating events in a low in a low budget, even though it's higher budget way. Um, it's not enjoyable. Uh, the show is freaking boring. And the casting was um, some of the worst casting I've seen in a long time. To the writers, like the uh, mem- is it member berries? Is that what you said? Yeah. Um, to the writers, that was the good writing. Whereas what you right. should, what they should have been doing was um, you know, not doing it as much as they did, not doing as many callbacks as they did, um, not repurposing as much dialogue as they did from the films, but mm. interspersing it among really good writing. And they didn't do that. Well, they think you're stupid, too. They think they, they think you don't understand how plot works. They think that they're being clever. And it's like every single twist was not 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 at all it was it was very predictable um sauron was predictable the uh the all the characters gandalf that i mean literally right when he came i was like oh Gan- gandalf with the freaking moth i'm like um hey, where where was the moth when he first came because i didn't see the it moth was like the, the episode. second episode i think i can't remember Ironically, um, i didn't even make the connection of the moth well i mean uh, that yeah, was the I- first thing i noticed but Huh. He literally says, yeah, like, I don't know. Um, I was I really, really hoping he was one of the blue lit wizards. That would have been cool, I think. But again, like they they didn't have the rights to any of that. So like, I guess they, yeah. it's like, what did we why did we make this show? What was the point? Um, and I know like you could we could say, OK, we, if it's good, it's good. If you don't think I know Nikki says all the time, like it's good if you don't think it was Lord of the Rings. But that's the problem. It is Lord of the Rings. It is Lord of the Rings. I can't overlook that. Power is a subtitle to the main title, which Lord of the Rings colon. Exactly. Lord of the Rings colon the Rings of Power. And the fact that there's a billion dollar budget. Rings of Power, a Lord of the Rings tale or something like that. Like at least then you're putting front and center what's actually important. Right. So let's get into some of the characters. We'll start with Galadriel. Um, Literally, uh, what did they do to my girl? Like, (laughs) <laughs> literally what is this this is not galadriel in any way she's a freaking midget compared to galadriel uh galadriel was not a warrior uh galadriel was not a little moody teenager basically and galadriel was actually smart uh nothing about this to grow up That's right all. nothing about this character was smart she was she used everybody. She got a million people killed. And in the end, she's the freaking reason that Sauron became Sauron. And she <laughs> did what he wanted her to do. Like you're you're armed with this knowledge that he is Sauron and you still make the rings, which, by the way, we'll get into that. I want to <laughs> talk about that. Yeah. The whole process of the rings was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like they look like cheap plastic rings. They didn't even like make the rubies look good. You know, the diamonds. And they didn't even try to make them look like the ones in Lord of the Rings. I mean, and, and what, sort of, but not really. Yeah. What was the point of the freaking dagger? Like they, there's two gold rings and a silver ring in the end. Like, how did that happen? And why would you melt the steel, like the blade in there with them? Like it didn't make any sense. And the fact that the elves are supposed to be master craftsmen and Sauron had to point out Oh, if you put gold and silver in there, it'll make it look better. Like, uh, what? And like, why? Like, mom, can we have McDonald's? And it's like, no, we have McDonald's at home. Yeah, and exactly. McDonald's <laughs> at home, the rings they made. I just like it's so lazy. The writing is so lazy. 
they might like everybody look like idiots and i just i don't know I, and what's up with the mithril like why why is yeah. it everything yeah, about that don't go don't, don't go too far down that trail yet we'll get there we'll get to the mithril um but my one of my main issues with the show is uh i have plenty of them but man um yeah. in order to make what the writers believe is a really good character they have to um do two things one they have to make everyone around them be either idiots or unnecessarily um uh what's the word like mischievous but in like a, a devious kind of way like you have to have you have to have gil galad be oh, he was um, worthless well, not just not worthless, but like he was worthless <laughs> this entire okay, but That's not what I'm trying. What I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is like they 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 gave him kind of like a um, manipulative and uh, like a ne- sinister. Right. sinister. Not, not they made him a, a villain in the show. Not even a villain. No, no. What I'm trying to say is that like he's not noble like he's supposed to be in the books right not um that that um he's working an angle doesn't have any like nobility of character that the elves are supposed to be renowned for yeah not 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 to mention the fact that he's the high king for goodness sake like right that kind of um the kind of heroicism of character that you have in in aragorn and and to some degree in Boromir, despite his failings, like that kind of, um, I don't know how to describe it. Like it's, it's. Mm. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Assassinate if you portray them, not in the way that they ought to be portrayed. Mm -hmm. And when you do it for such a low purpose, so as to take a character that you can't, you know, in your own writing, portray as being intrinsically good, you have to do so by comparing her to other people and making them bad by comparison so that it raises her higher. Like that's even worse. Yeah. It's just really just terrible writing. It is very terrible writing. And Um, the second thing is that, you know, you can't, you're totally inept at doing real character arcs. You can't make a, a good, um, but maybe not naive, but you can't make a good character like Frodo, who's just innocent of evil and then have him grow over time. You have to make Galadriel mean and and impudent and impulsive and, um, uh, I mean, rude most of the time. And, and you have to give her these, 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 bad and negative qualities qualities that really belong to antagonists if not to children and then have her grow out of them like that's not growing up that's just going from being below the bar to the bar like that's not raising the bar at all that's just back to back to zero because you were under the ground to begin with like that's just stupidity in writing yeah yeah um I think you summed up her character great. <laughs> um, yeah, I I just I think what really pissed me off was the ending um, because they made they made the whole thing about Sauron like he is a misunderstood person. Like he's not this dark lord. He's a misunderstood person, um, and he was in love with Galadriel and. Now he's rejected by Galadriel. And so now he's going to be the dark Lord Sauron. And it's like, you, you're like, she is the reason now, which I'm confused about because they were not supposed to change the lore. And they basically did change the lore. Um, so I think that's really what really made me mad about her. Um, I don't know. Nick, did you have any thoughts about Gladriel? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think her, her character is very cheesy. Um, you know, we've laughed about the, what is it? Stab, twist. Oh my gun. gosh. 
That's still yeah, probably just, the, one of the dumbest scenes in this show, actually. Uh, it might have been the worst scene in the show. Yeah, yeah. And you know what they're going for. They're saying, like, wow, oh, look at this, like, cool, like, relatable right. woman, strong woman character. And it's like, um, it's just it's just a little silly. You yeah. know, I think that that's also that's a word I would use for this show a lot. Mm. It's just kind of silly. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, she swam across the freaking ocean and like that was i mean what was that like i don't know what that was and then she also survives mount doom she doesn't have bring a power yet how does she freaking do that and then yeah. she just walks away like she doesn't try to find anybody she tries to find sarod and then it's like well i'm leaving it's like bruh what are you doing <laughs> Yeah, I know. That was very highly unlikely. All that all that smoke and fire that billowed out of Mount Doom and engulfed her and yeah. Also she woke up with a little dust on her. I know, like a Cheeto. She looked like a Cheeto. <laughs> what that was <laughs> Yeah, let's take a moment to talk about the 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 creation of Mount Doom. Um I thought that was the worst possible way you could have done it. You're saying water is going to somehow make steam, which is going to somehow make lava ignite. And you're also saying that this freaking sword hilt is the only way that it can start. But in order to do it, you also need to build trenches and the trenches need to be perfectly uh, placed so that the water can go directly where you need it to go. It was all, it was just late. It's again, it's lazy writing. You thought that you could get away with it, but it was the dumbest. Anything with Mordor actually was probably the worst part, um, other than Gladriel. But the it, uh, the steam the steam builds up pressure, and it would make Mount Doom blow its top. That's that was their point. But yeah, but it's, yeah, like, and how do you how do you how do you carve trenches like that in the ground? That, yeah, and the guys and the guys in the hundred foot tall watchtower don't notice. Like what? Right. That's probably that's probably the the worst part of it is is the the awesome. trench digging and also the fact that ever people survived. Nobody would have survived that. Yeah, pyroclastic flow. Like yeah, and rolling along at like a hundred miles an hour and like right, and especially because the Harfoots saw I, stuff. Yeah, fireballs coming towards them hundreds of miles away. You're telling me that people survived that then. How does uh, how do, how are the houses burning to the ground, and Galadriel doesn't have a scratch on her? She's not even covered in soot, for goodness sake. Right, she's got yeah, no power. Burn <laughs> no burn mark, no scars. It, it makes no sense at all. And I just love that they think they're clever. That is sealed, or is he dead? Like. Like he cuts the ring from Sauron's hand. Right, he's literally the one of the most. He's the he's the ring guy, the guy that cuts the ring off. Like everybody <laughs> knows a sealed door. Uh, you got a ring guy. I know a ring guy. Aragorn is literally a sealed door's heir, and the fact that they also did it where it's like wait till next season in two years to find out if you sealed or lived. Two years. It's gonna be two years because they're yeah. they're gonna do some some. Yeah. They so got reworking millions of dollars. Actually, I, I read, I saw a quote in an article that they are not going to even pay attention to the stuff that the fans are saying, like the, the Tolkien fans are saying that they should pay attention to in order to get it right the second time around. They said they're going to deliberately ignore that. I'm only going to watch it to it's review it. slap in the face, you know? <laughs> it's like Tahiti Wakaki or whatever his name is. Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. He, he 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 basically admitted that he's slapping the fan, the Marvel fans in the face. Yeah. So that's that's all well, that's all they're doing. And that's my problem with like She-Hulk <laughs> and all these shows is that it's gotten too big to the point where it's just it's just revenue for them. They don't they're not nerds. They don't care about the source material. They don't read comics. They don't read these books. They don't care about this stuff. They are just doing it to push their agenda. And that's all there is to it. They it's hate like, nerds. It's like Marvel's turn into DC. 
Well, DC, I'm actually proud of. They're doing they're doing some good things over at DC. Henry well, Cavill so, is going to be in Black Adam. He's back. Hold on. What I what I meant by Marvel's turning into DC, I mean like Marvel's turning into the DC that was in the last ten years. Like, yeah. Well, that's the thing about DC and Marvel. I mean, like we, I don't want to get off on this tangent, but DC and Marvel, it's just back and forth with them on who's doing better. And when it comes to wise, side. Marvel's just going to go to the dumpster fire. It's a side side tangent, uh, side, but the DC animated movies are are probably oh, the best. Well, those DC are good, but the, those are also like kind of getting dumb, like in recent yeah. years. True. Getting getting back to brass taxes, um, I saw a comment online, and I have I've been watching videos on Rings of Power on YouTube for uh, <laughs> too too much time out of my days and too many days and too many weeks anyway. Um, I saw a comment, um, comment exchange between a couple of people, one, a fan of the show, one, uh, who thinks it's trash and, um, you know, the one who's critiquing it, he thinks it's too slow. The other person pipes up and said, well, you know, I was bored by the beginning of the fellowship of the ring. Like it was, it was pretty slow as well. And it made me think, you know, yeah, they're right. It is pretty slow going to begin with, but it's not slow because it's empty right it's full it's full like think about this i looked this up um at just under eight minutes into the film you finally get uh the beginning of of the uh the shire scenes and you really get um you get an introduction to bilbo and although you kind of you knew him by name from the prologue but an introduction to kind of who he is and his mannerisms and um the things that he cares about um in the writing of his book and, and living at bag end uh in those first couple of minutes after the eight minute mark and then you get the introduction to frodo and within um within 10 minutes you have the line of course he does he suspects suspect something he's a baggins not some block-headed brace girdle from hard bottle so already in 10 minutes you've established enough what a baggins is for bilbo to be able to say that with some meaning mm -hmm. and then within 15 minutes of that you have um bilbo's confession to frodo i don't know why i took you in after your mother and father died it wasn't out of charity but perhaps it was because you were the one baggins that showed real spirit like you have 15 minutes later, like this is, you know, within the first 30 minutes of the entire film, two statements, two seminal statements that describe um, in great detail, the depth of the, of a character, like, yeah, it's slow going, but it's actually doing something that's going to pay off later on in the movie and it's not keep development. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like contrary contrast that to Rings of Power, like what actually happened in eight episodes? Like this is eight hours of content here. Um, and th three of the episodes were basically the same exact episode. What actually happened? Well, Gladriel got to saw to uh Mordor, created Mordor, brought Sauron back to the elves, found out he's Sauron, created the rings. We got Mithril. That was the show. That was the entire show right there. Yeah, the main the main things. I mean, it wasn't even really about Sauron. They kind of just tacked that on at the end. It was more, um, how did the Southlands become Mordor, and where does Mithril come from? Like, right. It's the, it's. It was a rock and a country were right. the main ideals of a show. Like, and why all of a sudden is Mithril? Why do you think we're gonna care about those things as front and center. But I never cared about the creation of Mordor. That's the point of it. It's this bad place. It's like nobody cared, first of all, and then you did a terrible job of trying to explain it. Also, why was Mithril so like important in the show? Like it was just a strong metal in Lord of the Rings. What what the frick are you doing? Why is everything about this? That was Alron's entire plot in the show was trying to get the dwarves to give him Mithril. Well, it's a call to the Lord of the Rings to try to entice people right. into liking it or being uh, invested. Yeah. Uh, freaking out. Well, and the, the whole thing about like the, 
the Mallorn trees in Linden dying because of some like cancerous sickness coming in and it endangering the immortality of the elves is ridiculous. It is just that absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, the I don't know much el- about it. Elves, but... The elves are the children of Iluvatar and it, he, he deliberately made them immortal. Like it's in their nature. It's not. It's not contingent on a trait. How long, no, it's not. It's not contingent even, even more so. Um, more so fundamentally in terms of the the show's conception, um, it's not contingent on how long they've been away from the light of Valinor. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's why they want the mithril. Mithril has supposedly in it the light that was captured in the Silmarils, which is the light of the trees from Valinor. So um, like that's why Celebrimbor talks about making a ring because then it's endlessly reflecting back on itself, the light. Anyway, um, that was okay dialogue. We shouldn't create a crown. (laughs) We should create a ring, not two rings, three, because three brings balance. What what? <laughs> I, thought, I, thought scales, I thought scales were two sided because <laughs> balance. Like that's literally the entire show because that was El- Galadriel's reasoning to Sauron. Like, why are you doing this? Because I can't stop. That reason that sounds poetic, but really, when you think about it, it's kind of dumb. All she said is because. That's all she said, basically. It, it, yeah, and then she got all emotional and. You know, he was like, oh, okay. She used so many people in this show. She let so many people die. Like, I can't get over that. She's the reason Sauron came because she literally, he could have stayed in Numenor this entire time. She uh, emotionally abused him to get him going to the Southlands. Guys, guys, listen to this. So something that's really interesting that, um, our friend Aaron actually pointed out is that um, you have the, the immortality of the elves on one hand and um, mortality of men, which is actually called a, the gift of Iluvatar to men that they don't have to endure age after age after age. They can actually live a short time and die. Um, you have on one hand, the elves envying that end of life and on the other hand the men um being envious of immortality which in the end is what causes the fall of Numenor um and so each one envies the nature of the other in a way and you have the total opposite opposite of that in the rings of power because in rings of power the elves are not <laughs> envying the death that men get to enjoy, so to speak, it's not the right word, but um, instead they fear death, which is why they're trying to um, get the mithril and heal the thing that's endangering their immortality. So it's yeah. just like, it's the, 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 it's not just the, the details of, um, you know, misunderstanding characters and messing with the timelines and um getting character motivations wrong and and things like that it's overarching themes like those things that they that go totally ignored as well Um, yeah and it's just like the more you drill deep into the show the more you realize just how uh basically untapped the source material was you don't need to go very far <laughs> like yeah you can you can you can get stuff out of the appendices but think about it it's appendices it's like the game of thrones season eight where like they had bullet points the entire season was based off of bullet you know points. what happens when you get your appendix taken out nothing <laughs> like nothing happens unless there's like a complication in the actual procedure like Nothing happens. That's the point of an appendix is like you can add the information in or you can take it out. It's like deleted scenes. They're not necessary to the story. Speaking of mortality, we haven't addressed the fact that Sauron was an elf, not uh, a man. Well, yeah, and he had a different name too. It's like that was nothing. Not an elf or a man. 
Well, I know, oh, but he had the appearance of an elf. Of an elf. Not a man. It was, it was Anatar or something? Anatar means uh, Lord of Gifts. So yeah. when he says it's a gift. <laughs> it's a gift. I was like, like well, oh, it's Sauron. That's, that's it's basically Sauron. like saying, I'm Sauron, by the way, without saying the actual word. So um, I also really find it, I find it hilarious. I can't stop laughing about this, that um, Nerd Roddick calls... Uh, Celebrimbor, Grandma Brimbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. What's well, the thing? For, for a very good reason. Like, it's not just because he looks haggard. He does. But it's specifically because in Tolkien's lore, the elves mature physically up to the point of being, like, you know, 20 or 30 years of age, probably around 30. Like, they look youthful, right. but not like children or adolescents they look youthful as in terms of approaching the peak of their age like yeah and that happens in the first hundred years of their lives right the ladriel is thousands of years old she shouldn't look like that she should look like Kate blanchett's version can we also talk in about the same way you should have Celebrimbor looking like halbrand's you know can we also talk about Celeborn in, in, for a second uh who's Celeborn or whatever her name is his name who's is Celebrian like <laughs> her freaking husband they don't ex- no I know I'm saying okay. they don't exist in the show yeah well <clears throat> that's another thing like the the Seodor thing for me where it's like what are you trying to pull right now obviously he's not dead like we know what happens like what is your what is your play here like it's so stupid it's like you're it, it, we're we're not dumb. I, I I don't understand that at all. It's so that she can be this warrior princess doing her thing, not tied down by a man. Not conforming to the uh, standard patriarchal roles of being a wife and a mother. Yeah. Even though that's exactly what she is in the com- in the comics in the books. Yeah. You know what the best part of the show was? The orcs. <laughs> yes. No, the orcs were the best part of this show. The orcs and Peter Jackson's trilogy looked better because it wasn't well, CGI. Yeah. It was prosthesis. Yeah, the, the thriller kind of horror feeling was, was kind of cool like in the first few episodes. Yeah, that was the only good thing about this show was the orcs. That was it. Um, and not even Adar, though. <laughs> the Adar sucked. His freaking Adar. Actually, I th- I thought that he might be my favorite character. <laughs> no, I I I thought it was actually kind of interesting because um, yes, the origin of the original orcs were uh, elves that Morgoth took and twisted by black sorcery into uh, what was supposed to be a mockery of life, a mockery of the elves, and that they're um, they don't die of old age, but they are. A, they're a twisted and corrupted form of something that Morgoth didn't originally create. And it, it goes back to that statement that Tolkien made, I don't remember where, that evil can't create anything, it can only corrupt or change form of something else that's already in existence. And so, you know, the notion that he would have tried with the initial... <laughs> batch so to speak and you know it didn't work out as well the first time as like the more refined process later on you'd have um orcs who are orcs or as he likes to call himself an orc um but they're more elf-like that would make sense adar means father it's the father of the orcs like yeah, he's one of the first orcs. And I didn't that mind is, that. I didn't mind that aspect. No. How he survived uh, the War of Wrath, who the heck knows? I don't like the fact that the whole thing was a freaking social justice thing. First of all, yeah. there's women the orcs since when? Bad. And also, they're it's like, people. it's all about their people. They have feelings too. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it, they're they're trying to it's like it's like watching the batman and 
feeling bad for the Riddler because exactly. you think, oh, he's just misunderstood. And I was every villain in this show is misunderstood. Yeah, and I, I agree. It's, it's actually a very another very subtle um, destruction is not the right word. Um, I like getting the right word if you don't know that about me, um, especially because I think out loud. But um, taking what uh, Tolkien made clear cut and blurring the lines of it um, to make it more palatable to people these days. Well, people these days tend to like anti-heroes and they don't like black and white morality. They like the gray area stuff. Um, and so you have Galadriel, I mean, in, in what universe would Tolkien have ever written Galadriel to be the one in armor kneeling at the foot of an orc and telling the orc who is made to look like uh, the underdog and the one being oppressed? Yeah. That and hunt down every last one of his children. And then the next episode be like, well, violence is bad. You shouldn't want well, to do that. <laughs> he, he's going to kill every last one of them and make sure that he's the last one in, uh, alive so that he knows what it's like to be the last of his own race. Like right. that, like that is, is, is so far removed from the Galadriel of the books. It's, it's not even funny. Like it, it yeah. I'm at a loss for words. Like the, Galadriel and Caliborn journeyed over the Blue Mountains and um, across the uh, eastern portion of Beleriand just to get away from the wars going on over the Silmarils of the First Age. Like that's how much she does not like war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Commander or, of the Northern Armies and Scourge of the Orcs. No. Yeah, Anyone but her. We're kind of at a point you now where... Women don't go to war. They just don't. Yeah. We're at a point now where the line the line is blurred just enough between the the protagonist and the antagonist that you're you're like, okay, who who would I even root for right mm-hmm. now? Like you know like who is meant to be the good guy, obviously, but it's like you said, the morality aspect of the protagonists is not as black and white. Now, when uh, oh, I the shipping of the of the potential relationship, and even at one point, what seemed to be sexual tension between Galadriel <laughs> and Sauron was stupid beyond stupid. I know, um, but the. Uh, Okay, well, maybe we won't get into that, but um, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it in, in a few minutes. Hang on a second. Well, for the sake of time, let's let's move on from Galadriel because we talked about Galadriel for a while. Um, yes, we did, but 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 hang on a second. I'm gonna right. talk about all right. More about Sarah. Say your thought quick, and then we'll move on to Sarah here. This is more about well, this is more the, more okay. about Galadriel, but um, the uh, in the books the plan that he has for the making of the rings of power, he puts that into, into place and brings it about over the course of hundreds of years of planning and careful manipulation. And he, he with the elves makes the seven rings for the dwarves and the nine rings for men. And then he creates the one ring and in response to that, the elves make the three rings in secret to oppose him, and he never. T- All right, so we lost him. Um, don't know what happened. Uh, hopefully, he can come back in here. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, my biggest problem with Sauron was I didn't understand his plan. I mean, it was all very random. Like, why? And the fact that she had to convince him to even leave Numenor, like what happened, what would have happened if she didn't convince him? Would he have been like, oh, wait, wait, I do want to go. Like, what? like it didn't make any sense. And he yeah. had no part in the creation of Mordor. 
like none of it makes sense at all. And essentially it's saying, okay, Gladriel is the reason that Sauron was created. Maybe Sauron wasn't. He's a misunderstand guy. Maybe he wasn't actually bad, but <laughs> she made him bad because she rejected him. See, so. okay, so the disconnect that I have uh, is when they started their little prologue at the beginning of the show, they talked about Morgoth and they talked about how he was defeated and then how his servant Sauron took over for him. Right. But it, it was like he was already kind of established as this overlord, but right. he is in no way established currently. Right. Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, and I can't even explain it. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, yeah. like he's the ultimate, like undercover overlord. <laughs> right. For a show again, for a show that was a billion dollars. Well, this budget was what? 400 million something like that. This yeah. or this season was something ridiculous, expensive. It was crazy expensive and it was eight freaking episodes and we learned absolutely nothing other than how Mordor was created and I mean that's it that was the only thing that progressed and we have we've had so far no interaction between Sauron and Adar so it's like what's what's their relationship Uh, Right. right yeah I'm also like it was like, what the frick are you doing? When the frickin' leaf is the reason that Durin's bane woke up from its nap. Oh, yes. The Balrog. Yes. I'm like, a leaf? Are you kidding me? First of all, well, a leaf. Also, did you know that she it's apparently it's a she? They the just Balrog. had to make the Balrog a she. <laughs> like, what? Okay. Nobody cares. Okay. Oh wow! Wait, I missed that. Did they refer to her as a she? I the showrunners, I guess, said that. Uh, maybe it. Maybe it, it's she just uses the pronouns she. Her. <laughs> yeah. Alrag of Mordgoth, she her on LinkedIn. <laughs> Durin's Bane, current job. Durin's Bane. <laughs> Currently resides in yeah. the pits of Moria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Casa yeah. Doom. Oh, really cute. Might rise to the surface to attack <laughs> Bridge of Casa Doom. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Might kill bumbling fool Gandalf later, who didn't know how to freaking talk the entire show, but suddenly could speak full sentences at the very end. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. It was like uh, the one, one character in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull that one old guy who was like babbling for like the whole show. And then all yeah. of a sudden he, he went back to this intelligent being because some, that made more sense than this. <laughs> like, oh my God. This made no sense. Like, so, like they, I don't know. The Nazgals opened up some weird thing in his head. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> the Nazgals. Yes. And the freaking Harfoots. Yeah, it, well, they, they were just trying to recreate again something from Lord of the Rings, the right. the Frodo Sam relationship. Yeah, and they were trying to say, "Oh, this is the cute element of the show." It was not cute at all. Those guys are freaking savages. They don't care about each other. They will leave you in the dust. They are filthy. They are. They come up with the <laughs> yeah. stupidest freaking lines, and that freaking song pissed me off. I was like, when is this going to end? <laughs> this stupid which, song. Which song was that? Sam type character. She's singing that weird song when they're on their journey. Uh, yeah. like, what the frick is this? Yeah. It did oh, not yeah. fit. Voice, I guess. It did not fit Tolkien at all. It was garbage. Complete garbage. Yeah. Tom Bombadil's song was better than that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, Elrond's gay. Calling it now, <laughs> freaking gay. Well, they're they're probably gonna put in a character somewhere like that. Uh, Durin's wife is evil. Um, yeah, her eyes freak me out. Like, why yeah. do you have to get? Like, why do you have to CGI her eyes that much? Like, right. dial it back a little bit. And she totally won one hundred percent 
Sauron at the end. She's like, we will take it for ourselves. Woman, you're not the king. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Tim is back. Tim's back. Maybe. Okay, just in time. There we go. Yeah, we were just complaining some more, you know. Um, hey. Where did I leave off? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you, you were talking about Sauron. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know that. I just wanted to know if I had to go back to the beginning, to the beginning again. Right, I'll just do that. Um, so Sauron takes uh, hundreds of years to... Um, plan and put into place uh, the creation of the rings of power. Um, and whereas in the show, he does it by happenstance, but um, he creates, he, he works with the elves and creates the seven rings for the dwarves and the nine rings for men first. And then um, the elves become aware of who he really is when he makes the one ring and, and puts it on. Um, and it's at that time when they learn who he is, that what, that's when they make the, uh, three elven rings and they do it apart from his influence at all. Like to the point that Tolkien deliberately says Sauron never touched them. So they were not under his influence over those rings and therefore they could use the powers of them to oppose him. Well, that is totally turned on its head in that he's intimately involved in the creation of the three rings for the elves now, and they created them first, <laughs> yeah. which is dumb. And for a totally dumb reason to boot, like we need these rings so that we can stay immortal. That's just stupidity. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. That that doesn't make any sense. Like, what are they gonna do? Reinvent the reasons for the creation of the seven or rings for the dwarves and the nine rings for men for yeah. like new reasons that fit like hardships of, of dwarves and men uniquely? Like that's if they do that, like <laughs> I mean, they're already pretty far gone as it is, but if they do that, like you're reinventing the wheel for no reason. I mean, Galadriel is just straight up evil now. Already fine. Um, but yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, Galadriel is just like a warmonger. She, yeah. Think, think about the amount, the sheer quantity of things that had to to uh, coincidentally um, work out the way that they did for Sauron even to get to Eregion, let alone stumble upon the forge and Celebrimbor and then insert himself like that couldn't have been planned yeah. you know he had to be you know shipwrecked on that particular ship and uh not eaten by that particular sea monster and um fl- do know, I look fl- like a guy with a plan <laughs> what, what? Do, I, do I look like a guy with a plan I'm an agent of chaos <laughs> Um, and you know the raft just magically floats by Galadriel, who's out swimming in the Sundering Seas and somehow isn't drowning. Um, and despite all of his attempts to just want to stay in Numenor, she convinces him to go back to the Southlands, and you know he gets speared off screen and gets uh, bumped around on a horse for six days. And, and yeah, what the frick was that? <laughs> like- <laughs> One of the funniest parts of that is like <laughs> she didn't even look back. He's like riding on the horse, and his hair is just like bumping. Background. <laughs> I mean, you can't not laugh at it. That was freaking hilarious. <laughs> and like he's somehow mortally wounded, but his condition doesn't get worse on horseback. Yeah. Um, in the course of the better part of a week, and that doesn't like make alarm bells go off in Galadriel's head. Um, and then, you know, he gets Elvis medicine. Somehow he's walking and working at a forge within a matter of days. And like, no. it's just, so... and then, yeah, Grandma Brimbor, like, 
mean, he looks like he's in his 60s and he shouldn't. He's yeah. supposed to be this like strong, almost Feanor type person, which makes sense because he's Feanor's grandson anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we have to wrap up here in a few minutes. So final where, thoughts. Where does the show go wrong? Uh, it exists. Yeah, everything about this is crap. Um, but thank goodness this is not canon. Yeah. Yep. Honestly, we complain about all these things, but I'm like honestly happy <laughs> because I can enjoy Lord of the Rings still because I know that this doesn't even matter. I mean, it creates a, ne- a negative relief that makes us appreciate the books all the more and uh, Peter Jackson's films. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm reading, uh, I'm listening well, I've kind of gotten behind a little bit. I haven't listened in a while, but I have been listening to Fellowship of the Ring with Andy Circus, and it's freaking amazing. So I think, it's, I think it's funny that, like, you know, the the criticisms that the show receives, fans of it are quick to turn back and say, "Well, look how uh, look how Peter Jackson and his um, production team and, and writers messed with the narrative in the books." And I'm like, okay, yeah, they did, but they had very legitimate and understandable reasons for doing everything that they did yeah some changes that they made that they made actually work better as a movie than the original stories would have um, and that's usually why you make changes that differ from a book is because yeah. it cinematically it, it has to work in a certain way yeah yep so yeah i mean Ooh. overall this the show's crap. Tim, what you had another thought? One other thing that I just thought of. Yeah. Um, the music is just bland. It's generic fantasy television or film music. Like mm-hmm. that's. I mean, that's. I mean, I guess it's hard to follow in Howard Short's footsteps. Um, I also think it's kind of funny that the one theme that he composed, Howard Short did, was for the. Uh, um, the opening credits, like the main theme, and the first half of the main theme sounds like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy. <laughs> it does. It it's uncannily similar, mm. which I think is just kind of funny. Um, how the mighty have fallen. Anyway, um, no. <laughs> there's no recognizable themes except except tonally. I kind of like the theme they did for Numenor. That was. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Borderline special. That's the only memorable theme. The rest of it, I can't remember anything at all. And that's not what impressed me about the Lord of the Rings um, film trilogy music. I still listen to that weekly, for goodness sake. Yeah. (laughs) So those are just our quick thoughts. I mean, honestly, it's not even worth spending much time on. Uh, If you want more in-depth you know, thoughts, go listen to Nerdrotic. They're freaking hilarious. And they got some great insights into things. And they're just, it, it's so funny. It's so worth it. Go give them a listen. Um, but yeah, we're going to we're going to wrap up here. Um, thanks for joining us, Tim. Uh, it's It was fun to rant. Yep. Um, go listen or uh, go uh, find us on Instagram, uh, talking underscore nerds. Uh, we also have Facebook, talking nerds. Uh, so go check us out there. Give us a follow. Give us some uh, love. And uh, listen to the podcast. Give us some likes, uh, downloads. Share with your friends. And thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Say goodbye, guys. <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs>